0: Bands a, podca- <clears throat> a podcast network.
1: Okay, this is Moe Allison, and you're listening to Radio 8 Ball with Androp Jones. Radio 8 Ball
0: Welcome to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. I'm your host, Andras Jones, and for today's Radio 8 Ball show, we're dipping back into tribute land, going after one of my favorite bands, a band called The Kinks, and to perform the music, in this case of, I think, entirely Brother Ray, but... Ray and Dave, Dave, the Davies brothers. We have the return of three of my favorite previous guests on the show. Great songwriters. You know them all well. Going alphabetically. Bart Davenport. Hola. First names. Then we have Colleen Green. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) The pregnant pause we know so well from Colleen Green, and you hear him laughing in the corner as he is wont to do, Willie Wisely.
2: Hey, I'm always back in the back of the class.
0: Yes, well, no, never. Anyway, welcome, <laughs> welcome back to Radio 8 Ball. Now, you are all going to be, and I have uh, I have one song in the mix as well, just to be uh, in, the, in the name of full disclosures. Now, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be taking kinks-themed questions from invited guests to the show, and... Uh, you'll just you'll find out who those invited guests are as they show up because I don't want to introduce people who may not show up. We we know what happened back if you were following you've been following along. You know what happened with the Harry Nilsson show. We were all excited that Jimmy Webb was going to be our guest and then he slept through the <laughs> slept through the show. But that doesn't mean that Jimmy Webb won't show up this time. <laughs> I'm just not promising it. Anyway, uh, so we have, uh, but we do have eight songs on the board that are going to be the oracle fodder for our musical divinations. And Bart, would you mind playing the chords to uh, a, a rather popular kink song that I can read these song titles over? Song number one, You Really Got Me. Song number two, Tired of Waiting. Song number three, Set Me Free. Song number four, A Well-Respected Man. Song number five, Dedicated Follower of Fashion. Song number six, Waterloo Sunset. Song number seven, This Time Tomorrow. And song number eight, Complicated Life. Those will be the oracle fodder for our musical divinations here and now. Uh, now, what we're, we're what we're going to do here? We have one, maybe illustrious guest who is is on the maybe list. And when I told Bart that, he's like, "Well, if they haven't confirmed by now, it's uh, it's probably they're probably not going to show up." And I was like, "But there was the case of John Doe." who was sort of the opposite of Jimmy Webb. Like, he did not confirm. He was never going to show up. And then in the middle of the session, he texted, um, what was it, Feisty Heart. And he was like, "Eh, I can be on your show. And so, who knows? Maybe this person will show up. And then we won't be able to get a question from any of you. But we have one question spot left. And I had each of you write down a question. I would like for all of the... uh, Paper fetishists who follow the show just for this moment to join. Oh, did I get your question yet? I didn't yet? Do one. I'm sorry. I I'll forgot. have you write it down. Well, this is the sound of two of the questions merging. That's nice. Okay, so that is uh, those are the questions, and one of those will potentially be our seventh question. Our eighth question is going to be basically... What is uh, what is the Kinks' message for us? What is the or do they have? What is the question from Ray or or Dave or any of them? You know, but what's the Kinks' question for Kinks Nation? Such as we are here to represent it. And I also should just give a quick shout out to Wild Honey. I'm wearing their shirt. The reason we're doing this is because I was so inspired. They were doing the Kinks thing and I just knew I was going to get super excited and feel bad that I wasn't getting to play there. Maybe I knew some other musicians who might feel the same way. or mus- you know, they just, And I was like, well, let's do our own little Kinks thing. You know, inspired by them not to take any of their, steal any of their thunder. They did put on an amazing show. We're going to have people on the show who are there who are going to be talking about what a wonderful thing it is and what a wonderful thing the folks at Wild Honey do. Um, And that actually gets to my question. We're going to start off with my question for the Pop Oracle. And uh, I had some weird synchronicities that happened at the Kinks event, uh, the Wild Honey. So what Wild Honey does is they invite all these, I don't know, people who are famous to us probably, you know, like Dan Wilson or... John Easdale or Clem Burke or The Three O'Clock. Like, they're not like A listers in the world, but to all of us pump, uh, pop fans, they're like, oh my God, this person's singing it and that person's singing it. So they just have all these really cool people come out and they really deliver. Like, they just have, they just nerd out on getting it just right. And it was phenomenal what I saw of it. And that kind of gets to my question, because the other part of it is that I also want to get those music. Like, I'm also there. I'm part of, partly there to, sh- to see the show and enjoy it, but I'm also there to schmooze, to try and get guests for the show. They're all my favorite musicians, all in one place. A lot of my favorite. I'm just going gonna, gonna to try and get them on the show. So about halfway through the second act, I find my way down into the backstage area. And it was a really good thing I did. No, I should I should step I should step back because Bart, you were here for the for the Joni Mitchell tribute we did. Yeah, yeah, and you played an amazing version of both sides. Now, gorgeous, you know, fantastic. And that show was stocked with a lot of wild honey folks, and it got a little unruly, got a little weird. I uh, will we, listen to the show if you want. I don't want to like talk about anything negative, but. If you've listened to the show enough, you know that I have had some intense interactions with people. I sometimes draw that out. And there were several people who were a part of this event who I have those sort of, I don't know, dicey, a little bit dicey relationships with. Mostly online dicey. Like a lot of people had a lot of arguments around politics around, and it got really intense and, and, and the way it wouldn't in person. And there was one person, I won't, I guess I, I always never I never know if I should say names, but whatever. Well, you can edit it out if you don't... Okay, well, no. I, I, this if you isn't, decide not to actually, say the person's this isn't name. A, this is actually a good story. So the, so Todd Lawrence, whos on the, who's been on the show, and he organizes the Harry Nilsson sing-alongs, he and I have gotten into some really intense political debates around, sort of along the Hillary-Bernie divide. We've all seen them. They've torn apart friendships and families and a nation, and people are trying to repair the damage, whatever. Uh, so... But I was seeing him around, and I haven't ever seen him in person since all this went down. And I could tell that he saw me, and we were both like, I don't know, I, you know, that thing of like, I don't know, am I the asshole? <laughs> you know, just like we're both sort of embarrassed and wanting to kind of like, you could just tell we're not bad people. We both, you know, in human in in human relations, we would get along fine. Sure. So, and we just kept missing each other and almost seeing each other and then walking by and be like, hey. You know, being cool, and then so I go down to at that the intermission, and I'm about to say hi to him, and then Morty Coyle, who's been on the show many times, he holds up his phone. He's like, "It's happening!" And he holds up his phone, and he sh- it says, "Hillary Clinton running is running for for president," and I'm like, "What the tonight? Like, I I just thought we were gonna have peace again, and uh, this is happening. This is oh, it's all gonna start again, and." I'm like, oh, God. And then I... But then I ended up talking with this guy, and I was sort of saying, oh, that's happening. He's like, oh, we're not even going to talk about that. I am like, yeah, neither, neither, we don't want to. And we ended up having this great conversation, and he invited me to come see... to come play at the Nielsen sing-along. And it was just the sweetest world peace kind of, very Nilsen moment in the midst of this kinksy night. Just a lot of heart and just like, oh, good, menschy, loving thing between guys. And it was just good. Um... I think having Paul Bodie there helped. He's just a good, he's a good, he's another, been, another guest on the show. The place was just packed with former Radio 8 Ball guests. It was wonderful. Uh, but there was also something tragic about this, which was that while this was going on, the song that I wanted to see more than anything was being performed on stage. My favorite kink song is Shangri-La and John Easdale, who sang the song uh, Anything Anything that was my th- song in Nightmare on Elm Street that I did my karate to, and he's been on the show, he's singing Shangri-La, and Chris Price is there, and Proben Gregory, all, like, all my favorite people are playing it. So I missed the thing that I wanted to see the most. Because
2: you were backstage trying to schmooze.
0: But it ended up not being a schmooze, it ended up being I was in the backstage making World Peace with this guy who now... Like the world's a little bit more peaceful place with now us not hating each other and feeling scared of each other. Right. So I don't regret being there, and I will always regret not seeing that performance. I just it, and I actually ran into John. I was like, "Hey, John, did what did you do?" He's like, "Shangri-La." He's like, "Shut up!" I was like I didn't see it. He's like, "That's oh, okay," but I just felt embarrassed. Oh, it's so bad. So, and then it turned out. Then it turned out that Hillary Clinton isn't running at all. That was just something that this guy, that Morty was wrong about. But at the like, it was the most random thing to be wrong about. At the most, the the moment when the universe is just trying to fuck with you. Like I could see seeing that, and well, I probably if I had seen that, I would have and really believed it, and I had let it fuck with me. I would have gone up and seen the show, and Todd and I would still not have had that nice interaction. So maybe you would have. Maybe, Eventually. yeah, but I just had this feeling of like, what the, f-? like, that was like a universe fucking with you kind of moment. I even called Morty after, what, what, why did you tell me that? He's like, I don't know, I thought I saw it. I'm like, that's a really weird thing to tell me. <laughs> anyway, uh, okay, I'm getting to my question. We got to, we got to, we got to move along to get to the question. Uh, so. I guess the the point of all of this, and it sort of brings in my excitement about having the three of you here to p- perform these songs. I've been thinking about the Kinks, and we're gonna I'm gonna talk a lot about my relationship to the Kinks. I'm gonna have a lot of time to talk about different thoughts about the Kinks when the interpretations are going on. But it made me think just literally about kinks. Like my like synchronicity is definitely one of my kinks. But more than that, it's like what really is my I think my biggest kink is talent. Like. All three of you, I have massive crushes on, but not like crushes of like, like, I would never want to soil it with anything that could be broken up. Like this, just this crush of like the talent. Like, I just want to have a lifetime relationship. Some of you, I have a lifetime relationship with, and I will have a lifetime relationship with your music. And so for me, when I think of the, you know, the kinks, like, what are my kinks? Like, that is my probably my biggest most intense kink and until i figured out how to navigate it it's gotten to me into all kinds of different trouble uh uh not not for the obvious reasons not necessarily fooling around with people but just making people uncomfortable like when when you're when you're really focused on someone if you don't understand what the nature of that is it can be confusing for the person you're focused on and they can think it's fake or that you're putting something on or just makes them uncomfortable or you know too much enthusiasm uh but i feel like at this age that i am at now hitting the, the middle of what i probably the later part of the middle of my life who knows how you know i eat pretty well and exercise and everything <laughs> but synchronicity keeps you young but i feel like i have found i've gotten into that place where i'm a kinky old guy and it's good like my 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 kink talent i've found a way to structure my life so i get a lot of a lot of what i want so that's so my question and it's particularly for this episode, is like, really, how how thoroughly, how thoroughly can I satisfy my kink for talent and synchronicity in this kink session, this very kinky session with the kinks that we're doing? So, now, to engage the pop oracle, so I can thoroughly indulge my kink, I am now going to spin... The Wheel of eight. Ocho Eight. Na, 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 Wheel of A. And what's it going to be? Song number five from Willie Wisely. Dedicated follower of fashion, a kinky song. If ever there were one, oh dear, oh my, so very kinky. Yes,
2: yes, pull the panties right up tight.
1: (laughs) They seek him here, they seek him there. His clothes are loud, but never square. So he's got to buy the best Cause he's a dedicated follower of fashion And when he does his little rounds Round the boutiques of London town Oh, eagerly pursuing all the latest fads and trends Cause he's a dedicated follower of fashion Oh yes, he is. oh yes he is! Oh yes he is! Oh yes he is! He thinks he is a flower to be looked at. And when he pulls his frilly nylon panties right up tight, <laughs> he's a dedicated follower of fashion. Flattery. One week he's in polka dots The next he's in stripes Cause he's a dedicated, dedicated follower of fashion They seek him here They seek him there In Regent Street And Leicester Square Oh, everywhere the Carnabyian army Marches on, each one a dedicated follower of fashion. Oh, yes, he is. Oh, yes, he is. Oh, yes, he is. Oh, yes, he is. Well, his world is built round discotheques and parties. This pleasure-seeking individual always looks his best. Because he's a dedicated follower of fashion. Oh, yes, he is. Oh, yes, he is. Oh, yes, he is. Well, his world is built around discotheques. <laughs> Oops. Oh, it's, oh, should I got it. I'll just do the verse again. Yes. Well, his world is built around discotheques and parties. More parties. This pleasure-seeking individual always looks his best because he's the dedicated follower of fashion. Oh, yes, he is. Oh, yes, he is. Oh, yes, he is. Oh, he flits from shop to shop just like a butterfly. In matters of the cloth, he's as fickle as can be. He's a dedicated follower of fashion. Yes, he's a dedicated follower of fashion. Yes, he's a dedicated follower of fashion.
0: All right. A dedicated follower of fashion from Willie Wisely. And that was obviously a kink song from, I'm going to say, 66. Oh. Someone do the, do the math for me here. Anyway, that was, uh, that was correct, 1966. And that was the answer to my question, how can I thoroughly engage my kink for talent and synchronicity on this show? I guess, well, I have some ideas, but tell me a little bit about your history and your background with this song, Willie Wisely, and why Uh, you chose it.
2: It's uh, the piece of mono vinyl that I still have in my collection belonged to my aunt, who is only about nine years older than me. And so she was born right at the height of the British, or or she was born into the height of the British invasion. Um, I always wish I was exactly her age. You know, she saw the Beatles on Sullivan and all that. And so I have a lot of her record collection still, and I thank her for it all the time. And um, the uh, it was the greatest hits that I knew this song from, but the song has such a canny, as do many of those early Kinks songs, just a canny recording quality that's just unlike anything else. Yeah. And um, and it, it's weird. You start tearing apart Kinks music, and it's like kind of folky mm-hmm. or something. But it. But. Uh, but the that, recordings... Those guitar tones at the beginning, I... Brang, brang, yeah, brang, just, brang. Yeah, it's, man, it's from, I always say this, it's just from... Good rock and roll sounds like it's from outer space. Yeah. You know? So, and that stuff definitely is included in the uh, the Martian, or the the Carnabishan army. Yeah. Um, as it were in the song. Yeah, so uh, my relationship with that song is just knowing it almost as a nursery rhyme to my life. Uh, yeah. Because I inherited that record collection uh, when I was... Probably less than five years old, and got became it. fascinated
0: with my father's high fidelity system. So. Right, got it. Uh, well, first of all, there's—I mean, it makes sense to me that you chose it because you are, as you spoke of on your show, you're uh, sort of a the thrift thrift store is a have a kind of a sacred place in your life. Yes. So, yeah. you are a dedicated follower, but you're not really a dedicated You're a dedicated. Uh, follow you're you're maybe you're a member of the carnabyian army but i don't know if you are a dedicated follower of fashion because i don't see you're you sort of have your own thing but it's definitely fashionable uh, which is the opposite of me i have you know i like generally you know me i'm just uh, that's i've had to develop a little bit of a fashion sense because you just again you live long enough you have enough people tell you don't put those two things together enough and you don't but i don't you know i'm not ambitious it's not a kink it's the op. I, you know, I've, in fact, I would say whether it's dressing or like I, I don't look at someone and think, oh, wow, that, oh, she looks great in that fancy dress. You know, I'm, that's, if again, if I have a kink, it's for, I wouldn't say slovenliness, but casualness, <laughs> you know, not trying too hard. Not to say that you are, but like what this song is about. So, and, and in a way, I've, I've, one of the things that I've had to do in my life is, realize, I've always had a sort of a negative attitude towards fashion. My family just sort of, that's just not, they're all professors. They just wear sweaters (laughs) with holes in them and are smart. Shlubbing out. Right. But, so I always had this very negative attitude towards fashion. At the same time as I was standing on stages in front of bands wanting people to pay attention to me, going out and auditioning, wanting to be in movies, and at a certain point I realized, wait a second, what is, like... It's not being fashionable that's arrogant. What's more arrogant than asking people to look at you and then not trying to look good? (laughs) That's pretty fucking arrogant. That's everything that I think is negative about people who follow fashion is like caring so much about what other people think, except it's the opposite. Like I care so much about not caring about what other people think that I'm going to make myself something you don't want to look at on stage, which is very – so I've had to actually get my mind around the idea that being vain is actually – a service to the people who have to look at you—a certain amount of vanity is a service to the people who have to look at you.
2: I agree. You know,
0: and I, but I, I'm, I'm still not. I still am not very. I'm not a dedicated follower of fashion. I'm definitely of a, a straggler. I'm a dedicated straggler of fashion. I'm not even dedicated. <laughs> I'm a ambivalent straggler of fashion (laughs) i'm an ambivalent straggler of fashion uh so i guess i guess there's maybe if i was going to look at how can i more thoroughly i guess maybe that's the idea i think about my kink for talent as being something that's outward expressed like i have this kink for you and the kinks and Bart and Colleen and all the people who are on this who have been on the show or been on could be on the show but I don't think about again I don't think about the fact that you are all looking at me that you're across that I'm my experience of the show is I don't see me I just see you I'm looking at you but I know I'm not aware of what I'm bringing to it so maybe the way that I can engage my kink more thoroughly is to try and demonstrate more of my own talents in this episode so that I can so that you can have something fun to look at. So it's not just I mean, you have all of each other, so it doesn't really matter. But in general, in the future times, I could think that the person across the way from me, I should also be putting on a show for them like they're putting on a show for me, you know. Mm -hmm. So that's what I got out of it.
2: And it's it's hard to think about how you could engage your kink more than doing a show about the kinks with people who you have a kinky their music for whom you have a Kinky thing for their yeah. music. It's it's you're sort of maxing it out here. Oh, it's, I you haven't
0: know. even you haven't I haven't even begun to kink. I have not yet begun <laughs> to kink here. We are going to get kinkier and kinkier. This is yeah. This is just like the this is the kitty kink table.
2: Yeah. So I am actually struggling with the question. Like I don't know how to engage more. Uh, <laughs> like oh my god, this is kind of pegging it.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna pull my frilly <laughs> nylon panties right up tight, cause I'm a dedicated. Uh, Kink fan.
2: I would like to know why it is impossible for me not to sing this. And I practice this, trying trying not to sing in a British accent. And I just think it's so integral to the characterization. Yes. Like, I can't separate the two. I'm not the man for the job.
0: No, no, you should, nor should you. I think it would be, uh, well, I was talking. We'll, we'll it will probably engage it later. But so we were talking earlier uh, before the show about people who change the names, like from he to she, in a song, and sometimes, but a lot of times, why bother? Like there's some you can still bring. it did, You didn't sound, it sound like you were bringing the Ray Davies impression. It's just that so, that needs to be sung. French is right of tight. You know you have to do that. You know so yeah no no sing it. I think we should get our Brit on. That's what we're doing.
2: That's and, a kink.
0: Yeah. Getting our that's, Brit on.
2: That's my kink. Yeah?
0: Yeah. Getting your... You talk Brit Eklund? <laughs>
2: well, in as much as that sh- that's a Beatle reference, uh, that, that's kinky for me. Yeah. Brit Eklund
0: is a Beatle reference? Isn't
2: she? She had something to do with... Uh...
0: Oh, no, that's Rod Stewart. Never mind. Peter Sellers. Yeah. Anyway, well rabbit hole of narrowly averted <laughs> oh <my> there God. <laughs> edit and uh well stick around because for the next week we are going to be digging into the music of the kinks on radio eight ball get ready for some more kinky questions your host, Andros Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio Wave Ball Show.
1: It's a good show.